This is a remote dating podcast where we share outlandish dating stories from people who are locked down in love. In season one, Be My Quarantine, we connect people struggling to find romance in quarantine with people who have been doing long distance and virtual dating since long before lockdown, digital nomads. We cover everything from our love-hate relationship with the dating apps to one of us breaking up with a millionaire. Yes, that really happened. Listen until the end to hear the full story. This is episode three of Dating Abroad, The Date Escape. I'm Ellie. And I'm Kayla. We're your hosts for Dating Abroad, a podcast about unconventional dating stories. This episode is about single ladies who have decided to use lockdown as an opportunity to take a break from dating, and their nomad counterparts who explore the joys of traveling the world alone. We'll meet Jess, a British comedian who has decided to focus on her comedy during quarantine because she doesn't think virtual dating in these circumstances is a foundation for a healthy relationship. For the second half of this episode, We'll speak to a writer and digital nomad, Maria, who's been traveling the world with her laptop for the last seven years and is currently locked down in Argentina. She's been dating on and off during her time as a nomad, but has decided to use lockdown to take a complete break from men, which she says has cleared so much mental space. But first, it's time for a video call named Desire. In this segment, we'll give you a little update on our virtual dating escapades over the past week. You go first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid it's not a very exciting one for me this week. Quite predictably, uh, the the (laughs) second guy who I was dating turned out not to be right either. I mean, he's a lovely guy, but you know when you just have one of those dates where it doesn't flow... Mm-hmm. And I just, at the end of it, I thought, he's lovely, but he's not for me. Right. So um, so I've deleted the dating apps again <laughs> for about the 150th time. <laughs> so I have also deleted the dating apps <laughs> for also the 150th time. <laughs> um, but this time for me actually feels different than the other times I've deleted the apps. So I think that every time I delete the apps, it's out of frustration because I feel like I've wasted a whole bunch of time and gotten nothing out of it and get very frustrated by the time wasting, which is nobody's fault because obviously if you're not right for someone, you're not right for someone and that's nobody's fault. And then also frustrated because sometimes it is the other person's fault and sometimes the men that I'm talking to are just terrible and make me feel very not good. I think it it just, it feels bad when people, I mean, I guess we all live in our little bubbles of, of people who are liberal minded and respectful and going on the apps is a reminder that not everybody is like that. It definitely is. (laughs) Um, I actually did have a bit of an insight about the dating apps this week. Prepare Mm -hmm. yourself. There's a lot of people who say, you know, dating is a numbers game. You have to be on the apps. You have to go on as many dates as possible. Even if most of them are awful, eventually one of them will be good. And I just don't think that is the only option. I think, like, actually just living your life 
and doing the things that make you happy eventually living like that you're more likely to meet someone you connect with than just going on hundreds of awful dates just because you feel like you have to Mm -hmm. and I think that's why it feels so different for me this time because other times when I've deleted the apps I just thought okay I'm taking a complete break from dating I can't do it anymore but this time that I've deleted the app I had the realization actually that I I still do want to date and want to meet people, but it is just too much of a time suck to be on the app. And if I put in that much time to a writing project, something for my career, something based on making friends, I would have a lot more to show for it. So what I decided actually is instead of focusing on spending time trying to quote unquote date and be on the apps, I want to spend that time instead building community. So the nomad community is something we talked about and I've really focused on that over the last couple of years and have met some really amazing people who I may or may not co-host a pod- podcast with now. <laughs> um, I've been getting more into different writing communities. I do a bit of triathlon. So that's a community I've always been interested in joining. I like to play sports like beach volleyball and softball. I would love to take, I don't know, like an art class or something. I don't know. I have a lot of interest in things I'd like to do. And of course, limited time. Mm. And um, dating takes up that time and often I have nothing to show for it. So my thinking is now, I mean, obviously not now because we're in lockdown, so we can't meet anybody. But building up for the end of lockdown, what I want to focus on is building community And if I do meet someone there, it's going to be awesome. And we're already going to have shared interests and have met in a friendly environment. And if I don't, it's still going to be great because I'm going to explore these communities that I'd really like to explore and probably make friends and meet cool people. I love that. Yeah. And like you say, even if you don't end up meeting a guy through that, you still get so much out of it. Exactly. Whereas on the apps, if you don't end up meeting a guy, you get literally zero out of it (laughs) yeah okay I'm gonna I'm gonna implement that too let's do it (laughs) it is time I am still so before I deleted the apps there was a couple people I was already talking to so I still am texting a few people um so I will have an update for you next week I don't have very high hopes I will say (laughs) but mostly yeah my focus from now on is going to be community building over dating I love it. And obviously also at the last, at the end of the last episode, we did put a call out for people to set us up on virtual dates. So you never know that could come through as well. It's true. It hasn't happened yet, but we're still ready on Instagram. We're dating underscore a underscore broad. And we don't mind if you want to slide into our DMs to set us up with a friend, or if you are a straight single gentleman who is interested asking us out yourself. And without further ado, I think we should move on to our main discussion. Gone with the Wi-Fi. We introduced her earlier and now she's here. Jess, welcome to Dating Abroad. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here, virtually. It's a a pleasure. So we were thinking first, it would be nice to learn a little bit about what your dating life was like before lockdown. Oh, God. (laughs) Before lockdown, so I was on all of the dating apps. I was kind of using them on and off. And because I was getting quite frustrated with 
not finding anyone that I really clicked with or anyone that I could sort of get excited about before going on a date with because it's such a time commitment um dating and all of the chat and all of this and I guess I was struggling find people who I genuinely felt excited about you know going on a date with so I was using it sort of quite sporadically just before actually just just before lockdown um I was in Rome for a week <laughs> um like literally I came back the day that Italy went into lockdown completely <laughs> oh, wow good yeah timing. yeah super good timing right and I went on two dates there one date that was really really nice and we ended up spending like the whole of the sort of the week I was there together which was really lovely and the other one which was yeah he, he was like nice but we just we didn't hit it off but yeah so I guess that's yeah notable sort of experiences I guess I had some like more casual encounters <laughs> uh, in March too so yeah which were also fun but quite different so yeah, I think that's a most up-to-date panoply of what I've been doing. <laughs> nice. And then how come you decided to use lockdown to take a break from dating or what was that decision-making process like? So when I went to Rome, um, this person that I clicked with, like we were still kind of, it was a bit difficult because, so he lives, or yeah, he, yeah, he still, yeah, he lives in Moscow, but he's from the UK. So, and we had hit it off so well and we were still very much talk, like talking fairly regularly. And there was maybe some talk of him coming back to the UK over the next like year or so and it had just been such a long time since I'd met someone that I clicked so well with that I had kind of decided to like I, w- I mean I wasn't really going on the dating apps much anyway I still have them on my phone but I've, I haven't I haven't been on them and then we well I realized that he was definitely not someone um that I wanted to spend uh more time on so and with that realization kind of came a whole sort of oh do you know what gonna be in lockdown for god knows how long now I'd rather just use this time to like pick up a new hobby or do more reading or or just focus on something that isn't finding someone else to kind of make me happy yeah no we were talking about that um earlier in our little introduction Mm. segment and just how time consuming it is to be on the apps and then often you just get absolutely nothing at the end of that (laughs) yeah it's just it's so much time and so I was on hinge and field and I mean I'm not using them now and I've turned off like notifications on my phone and stuff so I only if I want to go on them it's because I genuinely am curious and think oh it would be nice to see what's happening which has happened uh, approximately no times uh, <laughs> and uh, I feel like I can can tell you that uh, nothing interesting is happening yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I, I guess I was going on them a little bit at the beginning maybe like right at the beginning when people were still thinking that lockdown might end like end of April mm. back in those times where we were so naive no no more dating for Jess 
so you said you kind of wanted to use the time you know for yourself and to you know start new hobbies or whatever mm. so have you learned anything sort of interesting about yourself during this time any difficult lessons maybe yes lots of difficult lessons <laughs> 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 yeah i guess like difficult but um very beneficial I'd say to like professional development and maybe relationships that I have with other people in my life that aren't romantic which are actually like so much more fulfilling most of the time I guess just and this is going to sound really weird but just being able to maybe express my like wants and needs a little bit more in the kind of in my current like friendships and relationships and just I've just been mainly mainly learning how to like take up I guess a little bit more space and ask and how to ask for what I want without kind of throwing a temper tantrum uh which is hard for me (laughs) um yeah no I'm getting there yeah also I have a day job and I also do stand-up comedy and I realized that there are a lot of I didn't felt I didn't feel god this is going to sound very kind of wanky and self-absorbed but I didn't feel like I was being my authentic self on stage so uh yeah I've had a lot of like realizations in that department I guess I feel like I'm gonna make the slogan of this podcast wanky and self-absorbed <laughs> <laughs> sounds accurate yeah that, those sound like such good lessons and I think we often don't think about kind of building those relationship skills and I think especially for romantic relationships but even friendships and familiar relationships we think like oh it should just be good and we should get each other and we should everything should be perfect and we should feel happy but actually learning those skills like how to express your needs and your boundaries can be really difficult for all sorts of relationships so I feel like getting the time to work on those things with relationships that you already feel secure and comfortable in Mm, yeah totally and just kind of as well another thing I've been really kind of trying to focus on is where all my time goes during the week and how much of that time is taken up by things that I want to do and things that I feel like I should do and that's been quite groundbreaking in my personal <laughs> development. Yeah, no, it, it's been great. It will definitely be changing a lot of things in my life. So what are some of the things you've cut out or sort of are attempting to cut out? I kind of think that I, right now, am probably not going to find the kind of person that I want to be with on a dating app. Nothing, I have nothing against meeting people on dating apps. Like, I've had some relationships in dating app, like, from dating apps in the past before that have been really, really lovely. And even, you know, even though they've ended, we've still, like, kind of stayed friends and stuff, and it's been really nice. I, I just, I don't have... I don't think I have the emotional energy or space to really invest in someone that I'm meeting like completely with no context. Like, you know, when you meet someone in your work, like from your workplace or your friends, there's so many like betting, like stages of the betting process. You don't realize that have already happened. Mm. So I just think, yeah, that's not for me now. And also time on the phone and on whatsapp Mm. 
I, like I, I don't want to be insensitive to people that are having like a really horrible time um, right now during lockdown. Like I know it's, you know, like really hard on the people that have lost people and that are still having to go out to work. And I don't want to be insensitive, insensitive to, you know, people that are really struggling. But one thing I've realized in lockdown is that I absolutely love my own company. Like I've never, like emotionally, I've never, like I'm thriving. Like I feel mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> um, and I really think that is to do with the fact that I'm seeing like one other human a week because I'm a very solitary person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely just, yeah, just time with people. I'll be cutting out. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why no one will date me. <laughs> I uh, I feel the exact same way. I'm like, wow, I've been seeing way too many people in my yeah. before life. <laughs> like people in general or like more romantically or more like friends? Because I'm finding even friends. Yeah. I'm just like, no. I even think... friends I really like. I just, I can only do one person a week, I think. Yeah, I mm. think all of the above. I yeah. think because I'm traveling all the time and especially because I have been working on staying in artist residencies or doing like nomad group stuff or whatever it's very social and then when I'm home in Toronto I always feel like oh I'm only here for a few months I need to see everyone I need to see all my family and all my friends and all my high school friends right Um, and yeah lockdown for me as well I was like I actually just love making a coffee listening to music reading a book not looking at my phone not even texting anybody And yeah, I found as well that I'm just emotionally thriving. And I think that was also part of the reason that I deleted the apps because I was like, actually, this mm. is just stressful having to text this many people. Mm, yeah, agree. so much pressure. And also, like, I think also I've become aware of not being too emotionally available mm. for so many people because it's mm. such an easy thing, like uh, an easy sort of mistake to make or to slip into. So that's been nice. Uh, <laughs> gonna have so many friends left after this <laughs> I, I just need to go live on an island somewhere really speaking of wanky and self-absorbed do you feel like now you're your own best friend and romantic partner <laughs> um, <laughs> i love the way you put that question tim it was great um <laughs> uh, yeah no i do kind of I definitely, I know what I need better than like most people. And even in terms of like romantic advice, I've noticed that even when I do ask someone else what, you know, they think I should do in like a certain scenario, like I need to stop listening to other people because like I'm quite an outgoing and like dominant person. And so what maybe works for me doesn't work for a lot of the people around me when I do kind of follow other people's uh, ways of thinking, it kind of comes back to bite me in the arse like a few months down the line because I haven't been being like true to myself. Yeah, I think that's been a big thing. And also I just, I have so much fun by myself. Like I love reading, I love yoga, all of the basic bitch things. Like it's great. And I'm I totally agree with all of that and with both of you about cutting out people and enjoying this Mm. time. I have such anxiety about lockdown ending. Oh God. Mm. I just want this to continue for a bit longer. 
Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, God, I have such anxiety about this ending and about, I think it's, it's about having the control over your time, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I've had anxiety about it ending as well. And then I had this realization that like, I'm not going to be forced to do anything after. Like, mm. I'm not going to be forced to go out. I can just not. Like, I can stay. <laughs> I yeah, can we can just inside. choose to stay inside more. Yeah. yeah. Right. So in London, like, even I think when lockdown ends, because because of, like, public transport, I think that that will all take time for, like, implemented again. So I don't think so. Even when lockdown ends, I don't think socialising will come back to the way it was like straight away but it can't yeah it kind of leads on to one of the other questions that we wanted to ask you which is um your plans for after lockdown when it comes to dating how are you going to sort of like take all of these lessons and yeah will the way you date from now on be different well i know i originally replied to this question i will shag the whole of south london but <laughs> I have two caveats to that. One caveat, bought a new vibrator in lockdown. And it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> you want to share which style of vibrator or? A G-spot vibrator. Okay, cool. I had never like used one of those before and would highly recommend. I've been shouting about it to all of my friends. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of slowed me down, I suppose, in terms of uh, like wanting to... <laughs> turn to others for uh, help in that department. No, I think I'm going to approach it in a lot more mindful way, I guess. Another one of the reasons that I didn't want to date too much during lockdown is because I don't think uh, virtual dating is like a good foundation for a healthy relationship, especially at this time. Because like everyone, there's so much anxiety, like everyone's in such a like heightened state of anxiety about everything like things can escalate very quickly so I'm not sure whether that's a necessarily like a fertile ground to grow something that's healthy do you guys know people that have like started relationships have flourished like online or I don't know that I can't think of anyone that kind of met online and has had the whole thing online but I Mm -hmm. think I know of some people who maybe we're dating in person for a little bit before lockdown or as a nomad kind of people who maybe spent a few weeks together mm-hmm. and then separated and continued online. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not those relationships succeeded, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we are talking to one of them uh, next. next episode. And I, and I guess, earlier, nice. I guess last episode I shared a story of when that did not work out for me. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, I guess you'll have to listen to the next episode to find out. But yeah, yeah I will do. It's definitely different, I think, than spending time in person. But I do also think that that it's possible as long as both people have a commitment to or a desire to take it offline and have it be something real. Because mm. um, I think that there can be a sense of like, oh, this is just like the person I text and you live in my phone and it's like fun yeah. to flirt with you. Uh, versus wanting to build something real and I think both people really need to have that desire and Mm -hmm. I guess that can be harder to weed out if you've not spent that much time in person together Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true the living I really like the living in your phone thing that's such a that's such a relatable thing 
let's ask the last question. What have been your biggest achievements in lockdown? I know we already talked about it a little bit, but things that you think maybe you wouldn't have done either professionally or personally if you were dating right now. I've Okay, and this will fit in perfectly with our uh, wanky, self-absorbed theme. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I've started, I started something called The Artist's Way. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah, yeah. By Julia Cameron. So it's like a course thing that you do by yourself over a period of 12 weeks. And it's to kind of unlock creative development and individuality and all of this kind of stuff it's actually been really good and so one of the tools that you use in it is you like you do something called the morning pages which is where you journal like you kind of do uh three pages of like uh, free writing so like whatever comes into your head um first thing in the morning yeah like I guess evacuate things that are maybe like holding you back and to learn to to listen to yourself a little bit more. So I've been doing that, which has been really, really helpful in terms of writing. Because um, one of the exercises is uh, you write, you, you were supposed to write down 10 things that, or 10 little small changes that you'd like to make into your life to uh, integrate into your life sorry the principle is that as you've now written them down in your like journal thing uh they should materialize over the next like however long time and one of them has which is because it's kind of to plant the seed right so I wanted one of the things to be to write for at least 25 minutes a day which isn't much but if it's just during the week that's already like a lot as I have I like work full-time nine to five anyway Mm. Uh, yeah I think that's been a real achievement also I can also almost uh, master crow pose now Nice. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Almost. I like fell face first onto the floor the other day. I think the neighbor got a bit of a shock. <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, there's a bit more space for kind of care and compassion than mm-hmm. when you're kind of, you know, kind of running around like completing whatever errand or whatever. Like I was, I realized I was like, this is going to make me sound like a wanky London person but I was so busy um (laughs) (laughs) or I was just busy with gigs and things and I had a bit of a short temper with like some people that are closest to me um just because I was feeling a bit kind of pulled in every single direction and it's yeah it's definitely made me think oh I need to reevaluate or need to take care when I'm yeah talking to like my mom or my best friend or like people who I really really like love um and value the support from I think when you're fulfilled by other things like hobbies yeah. and creative projects like mm-hmm. and it's just a nice bonus yeah. yeah for sure I think that's how relationships should be looked on anyway mm-hmm. um like something that adds to your life rather than something you need. Exactly. So I think that's a healthier attitude. Thank you so much for sharing and coming on and giving us the uh, wanky self-absorbed term. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite welcome. I feel so much of what Jess is saying about taking more time to spend with yourself and on other relationships and professional development so yeah well timed for both of us absolutely I was thinking 
like the fact that we've both deleted the dating apps has just coincidentally come <laughs> at the time that we're doing an episode on the joys of being single during lockdown. Right. I feel like we're true journalists. We're just living our art. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Method method research. <laughs> so now it's time to meet Maria. She's been a digital nomad for the last seven years and says the decision to stop dating came naturally for her when lockdown kicked in, as she wasn't really dating in Buenos Aires anyway. So before we get on to what it's like taking some time for yourself during lockdown, we were wondering if you wanted to chat a bit about the positive things about being single when you're traveling and just being a digital nomad generally. Oh, that's a good question, I think. Well, for me... For me, the main advantage of being single is uh, having lots of personal space. Uh, that's because that's uh, when you travel with someone, you're like with them 24-7. And uh, that's, uh, that's hard, especially for new couples. And uh, I think that's like the ultimate test of whether you're compatible. Well, the lockdown is probably the ultimate test <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but yeah like uh, most uh for for me that was uh my main issue when i was traveling and dating as a digital nomad mm. and uh, the second issue have been well has been different plans but that's another thing mm. um so that and uh, like uh, when you're single, you only have to decide for yourself. Like you're flexible with your plans. Uh, you uh, do things on your own terms and you have lots of time. Yeah, you have that freedom. Yeah, I really like that. Actually, when I was first becoming a nomad and I was on my own and I really loved it, but I thought it would actually be nice to have a partner because I was so bad at decision making. And there were so many places I wanted to go that I thought I may be having a partner would narrow that down. And then I did get a partner and it was not helpful and it didn't narrow it down because all that happened was like, he wanted to go to a whole bunch of different places that I didn't even care about. And then <laughs> it, um, yeah, it didn't end well. So yeah, I definitely agree that that's one of the nice parts about being a single nomad. Mm, definitely and you said that when you were you're in Argentina Buenos Aires now mm. and you said even before lockdown you weren't really dating that month why was that like I tried I went mm. on a couple of dates here and uh, one was just okay like I didn't want to continue and the second one that was boring. It was so, <laughs> oh, that's the worst. So boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I met this guy on a, like we chatted on WhatsApp before and it was fine. And he seemed interesting. He's like a, a writer. And I don't know, it was interesting to, to meet him. And uh, when we went on a date, it was a disaster because he was silent most of the time. And like, I don't know if he want, he was expecting me to entertain me, him or what, but it did not <laughs> go well. <laughs> so after that, I was like, yeah, this is the last shitty date that I've been on. <laughs> I, I need to take a break. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. 
And so then did lockdown just kind of come at the perfect time for that? Or was there a second decision once lockdown came of like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to date until this is over again? Well, a funny thing is uh, like uh, people react to that differently. And uh, for me, I I think like for maybe like for a month and a half, libido went plunging down. Like I didn't want to meet any, like I didn't want anything to do with like meeting people, especially like meeting new people. It seemed uh, exhausting. It still is. Yeah. So like it was. Yeah. For, first of all, that uh, that shitty date, and then after that, after the lockdown, I was like, yeah, I I don't like this is not what I want to think about. Mm-hmm. There's no no stress, no meeting new people, no dating. <laughs> that seems to be a theme that's been coming up a lot in this episode. <laughs> Definitely. And yeah, so now that you are in lockdown and enjoying that time of not having to meet other people, what have been some of the sort of things that you've learned, I guess, about yourself and about dating now that you've just sort of cut it out? Well, about dating is uh, like it takes so much time. I didn't realize that really, but all the swiping, all the boring conversations that you're having on on the apps and then like later on like WhatsApp, whatever, like, I I don't know if there's an algorithm that can Mm -hmm. help maybe (laughs) choose better. (laughs) Yeah, so like uh, it it takes so much time and so much mental space. Mm. So I was really happy to cut that out of my life. And also like what I realized about myself is I'm actually, I don't need that many new people around me. I'm even more introverted than I thought I was and I need lots of space and like right now I, I have this perfect apartment to myself and that's probably not don't want to share it with anyone yeah and I think that that kind of covers this question a little bit but coming out of that that realization of how much you love alone time what have the the positives been kind of have you done anything or achieved anything that maybe you wouldn't have done if you were dating right now well, if uh, even, even like if I was if I were sharing uh, an apartment with someone, then like I wouldn't be uh, doing exercises at all. I would uh, probably drink more. Like I tend to uh, adopt the uh, uh, lifestyle of my partner, and mm-hmm. most of the time, not for <laughs> not the, not the good parts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tend to do that. <laughs> any uh, any good books you've read, maybe? Oh, I, I, well, I've yeah. Well, yeah, actually, like I've uh, I've read tons of good books, uh, and I've watched like all the shows that I wouldn't be probably wouldn't be watching with uh, if I had to choose for two people. You know yeah. how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like binge watching uh, Grey's Anatomy, stuff like that. Not really proud, but it feels so good. <laughs> oh, I love a good Grey's Anatomy binge yeah. day. 
That's perfect. <laughs> I might actually do that this weekend now that you bring it up. <laughs> I, uh, I took a couple of courses that I wouldn't probably wouldn't be doing otherwise. Like I did a course on podcasting and do one on the writing. Yeah, like free time. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so um, do you, have there been any negatives though? Are there sort of any negatives of just being there on your own? Yeah, definitely. I uh, I miss having like a one-on-one conversations with, with the people that I can, you know, that's that are not on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, uh, I miss I miss physical touch, like not sex, but mm-hmm. you know, hug, hugging and uh, just feeling. <laughs> <laughs> all around me Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. other than that I don't know sometimes you uh you miss like a cozy evening uh in with like a blanket and a glass of wine and Mm -hmm. Netflix show and someone to share it with what are your plans for after lockdown do you plan to kind of keep taking a break from dating or start dating again or something in between i'm not quite sure about that because uh, right now i'm in uh, argentina and like i don't want to i, I want to meet other uh, nomads i i definitely don't want to it sounds cruel but i don't want to waste my time on like people who are gonna be living their life here mm. and not gonna change it so like uh why bother it's uh, like it's nice to um, to meet local people, but uh, it's not for dating. Not for mm-hmm. I'm not really interested in short term uh, dating. No, at least not right now. Yeah. So definitely. I think I'm gonna take a break while I'm here before, like, and until uh, this you know, no nomad lifestyle starts again. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a plan. Maybe you can um, follow Kayla's advice that she gave right at the beginning of this podcast, which, Kayla, do you want to explain briefly? I will, because actually I was going to say it, um, So, <laughs> um, because it's relevant to Marian and I's friendship. So uh, I was saying how I'm taking, we're off, we're off the apps as well, and I don't think I am going to go back to kind of this traditional dating, and I'm going to focus instead on building community and that includes community of nomads and writers and some other hobbies that I have that I'd like to pursue more and then you know if I do meet someone romantically in those places then that would be an awesome bonus Um, but if not then at least I'd still doing something I enjoy and meeting other people and making friends with that and I was gonna say that actually Maria and I met on a nomad soulmates retreat. Did you? <laughs> yeah. In, um, <laughs> in Bansko, Bulgaria. It was hosted by Bansko Coworking, which is a really lovely spot, uh, speaking of building community. And um, neither of us met our soulmates at the retreat, obviously, but we did become friends. So the system already works. That's such a nice story. And for mm-hmm. anyone listening who doesn't know what Nomad Soulmates is, it is a dating app just for digital nomads, which <laughs> I also haven't had any success with. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have not, but I think, you know, if we, if you're looking for a nomadic partner, because you're nomadic yourself, or you want to be going to spaces like Cowork Bank, so, or I know, Ellie, you've been to Sun & Co. in Spain, mm-hmm. those spaces can be really great ways to meet other nomads as friends, and who knows? Yeah, Bank Banksco is definitely on my list. It was going to be this summer, but let's see. <laughs> yeah, maybe next summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is uh this is what I wanna do because I realized that like the apps don't really work for me. Like they work for uh interesting stories, but not for uh meeting. <laughs> Yeah, I think we have quite a few of those. Yeah. Do you have any interesting story in mind that you want to share? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, but uh, I feel like for uh, for me, it's been um, so much easier to meet people uh, just through doing something together. Like, I don't know. I I met my uh, uh, last partner uh, on a hike. Uh, and we just like with the <clears throat> both nomads, we just went to like to hikes to see different things around the city, and and that's uh, that was a. Uh, I, I don't think it would have been the same if we went the you know, the traditional dating route with uh, mm-hmm. Tinder. I love how Tinder is now the traditional dating route. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I remember when the apps were just like code for a hookup and everybody thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's <laughs> it's the other way around. Yeah. Well, no, but like, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. how it is right now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of yeah. sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is. I do, I do think though what you say is really true about things being different meeting just in a a different context because you know if you meet on a hike you kind of a you're not expecting anything from each other and b you kind of already have this level of respect and friendliness towards each other whereas I find sometimes on the dates if a guy is looking for something particularly he can start putting a lot on me of what he wants to get out of this whether it's something casual or something more emotionally supportive and it doesn't always match our connection or how long we've known each other so I feel like meeting someone just doing something you enjoy can be a nice way to get around that so hopefully once lockdown's over we can all do more of that mm-hmm. I, I want to be friends first mm-hmm. or anything else yeah. yeah awesome well is there anything else that you wanted to share about being single in lockdown or as a nomad? Other than not <laughs> shaving. <laughs> Lex is great. <laughs> no, it's, well, it is a funny thing though. Like, uh, I'm a feminist, but I realized that I do all those things not for myself because I'm perfectly happy without, like, removing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really um, hoping that uh, lockdown is going to kill the hair removal industry. Yeah, let's hope so. All right. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for coming on. It's been so nice to chat. I just want to say that I have not been shaving my legs for years, so I'm feeling quite fashion forward right now. I hope it's going to pick up. And also just want to say that my DMs are still open if there's uh, any guys out there. <laughs>
I mean, if that doesn't entice the guys, I don't know what will. <laughs> but it was so fun to chat to Maria, not only about being single in lockdown, but some of the nomad dating concepts that we've kind of talked about a bit before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole idea of community. Yeah, it was super interesting. So I'm really happy that she came on. Mm-hmm, me too. All right. So that brings us to our next segment. The Scarlet Text. I've got a reading recommendation for you this week that I'm super excited about. It is another book, so hopefully you guys have all got time in lockdown to do a lot of reading. And it's called The Rules Do Not Apply by Ariel Levy. And it is another nonfiction book. Ariel Levy is a journalist and she's lived quite an unconventional life. Um, she moved around a lot and traveled a lot, had various relationships, had tried to get pregnant and had a lot of trouble with that, had a very unconventional career. And she just shares all of those stories. And it's a really, really beautiful book, especially if you are, if you have not followed the path of university straight to a good career path, straight to a marriage, straight to kids, I think you will really, really enjoy it and relate to it. And even if you have followed that path, I bet you will still find a lot of interesting parts of it. Yeah, randomly, I actually read that I think in January, it was a recommendation from a friend and I absolutely loved it. Her writing style is so beautiful. Yeah, it was really great. Well, Ellie, it's time to (laughs) tell us why on earth you broke up with a millionaire and is he still single and can you set me up? (laughs) Well, actually, this one does tie in quite nicely with a few things that we've discussed. So. I met this guy uh, in Ibiza about Mm -hmm. five years ago, and he was actually my first ever Tinder date. So Mm -hmm. I'd just broken up with my boyfriend of seven years. My friends had been trying to convince me to get on the dating apps, and I had like no concept of the dating apps at that point, really. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I went on Tinder, and this like really nice, good-looking guy was the first guy that I matched with mm-hmm. and he turned out to be a millionaire as well <laughs> <laughs> basically tinder has just gone downhill ever since then mm-hmm. so we went on lots of nice dates he took me to all the nicest places I was like if this is what tinder's got to offer I could totally get used to this <laughs> but event like a few dates in uh, it came time to you know <laughs> <laughs> And unfortunately, the connection just wasn't there. Mm. Um, so that was that was basically that, as far as I was concerned. And he was lovely, but I hate to use this word, but a little bit boring. Mm. Um, so anyway, a few days later, he turned up. A few days later, I decided that this wasn't going to work, partly because the connection wasn't there partly because I'd just come out of a seven-year relationship and needed time on my own mm-hmm. but he turned up to my apartment with uh, a bouquet of orchids in a beautiful vase <laughs> he'd also brought me a heater because I'd lost my heater in the oh. breakup <laughs> he was just so thoughtful and I was like oh god you really shouldn't have so anyway I took the orchids upstairs and the heater Uh, We went on our date, which I decided I was going to break up with him on. Mm -hmm. And I did. I just told him (laughs) straight out. Um, And he was upset. 
Um, but the worst part about it was that my birthday was coming up mm-hmm. and he'd already bought me a present. Oh and he God. was like, I've already bought you a present. I still really want to give it to you. Um, I'll just come and deliver it to you in a few days when it arrives. And, and it was a Kindle. It was such a thoughtful present because I really wanted a Kindle. How long had you been dating for at that point? Oh God, like three weeks or something. Okay. So anyway, he did come and deliver the Kindle a few days later <laughs> with a really heartfelt card. And yeah, again, I just took the Kindle and ran. <laughs> No, honestly, it was it was the lack of connection, but it was also that at that time I needed a break from dating. I needed to be single and I needed to, you know, rediscover who I was without mm-hmm. my seven year relationship. Mm-hmm. And it um, does seem like he was quite intense. I know as much as like I would also take the gifts. I don't like when it's too much too soon. It's nice to like get to know each other and then I feel like those romantic gestures carry a lot more weight when you have a deeper connection and know all the like weird things about me and still want to get me a Kindle. Exactly. But yeah, I mean it was overall an extremely nice Tinder experience and I don't (laughs) think I've topped it since. (laughs) I mean my question still stands. Is he still single? <laughs> I, no, I think he's, he actually ended up getting together with someone just after we kind of broke up. I think he really he really wanted a relationship at that point, and I think they're still together. Okay. But I've still got my Kindle, so I'm happy. <laughs> That's probably going to last longer than uh, any other relationship. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Next week, we're going to be talking to people who are searching for love in unconventional situations. We've got one couple who has been dating from a social distance during lockdown, and we're going to be talking to a very good friend who found her person while living life as a nomad and and following her dreams. Have a wild dating story? Send us an email to datingabroadnomads at gmail.com. Or, yet again, our DMs are still open if you want to set one of us up on a virtual date. We may or may not include clips of it for our patrons. That's right. You can also become a patron of the podcast at patreon.com forward slash datingabroad, where our tiers, as mentioned last week, are named just as wittily as our segment names. So benefits range from bonus content to racy to air to monthly soirees and a coaching call with one of us about digital nomad life. Music is by the cool and musical Lee Trung. Visit her website at leetrung.bandcamp.com. And our amazing logo, which I cannot get enough of, is by Samina, who's on Instagram at Samina Scribbles. You can also find us on Instagram for silly memes and episode announcements at dating underscore a underscore broad or on facebook at dating abroad nomads thank you for listening see you next time